Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and it is the first off-season episode of the year for us, but that is because the Texas Rangers just won their first ever World Series championship. They defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. They won game five on Wednesday night in Arizona, and they are the 2023 World Series champions. Their first ever franchise championship after 63 or 62, I think 63 years of uh, playing baseball, they finally brought home the Commissioner's Trophy. A historic night for the Rangers, uh, exciting so night. Former Washington Senators. Yeah, former Washington Senators uh, winning the championship. A historic night, an exciting night for baseball. Sad for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but, uh, you know, it, it was it was a good series. Not as good as I had hoped, but, you know, just congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Uh, it was it was a, a really fun night seeing them take home the trophy. Yeah, it felt good to be right. Uh, I'll, I'll mention that as we both picked the Rangers to win yeah. it all. It, it just at the end of the day, it, it, the Cinderella teams. It, it's more. It's it's possible for them to make it. At the end of the day, it's winning sixteen or how many ever games is it? Not sixteen. It's three or two five. 19 games essentially yeah or two yeah 19 games i can do math and (laughs) i think ultimately arizona just you know they were a great run they were the cinderella run but it's kind of similar to philadelphia it's just you know it runs out of steam when you play you have to beat three really good teams to win it all and they're just they weren't built for that and texas was one of the best teams in baseball i mean if they win the last game of the season, you know, they're the they're the number two seed in the American League. They're the AL West champs. Like they had one of the best records in baseball this year. They're one of the best teams in baseball all year. So um, you know, clutch play. And, and you know, they have that dude who at you know, when you need a bat, like Zach Allen threw a no hitter last night, threw seven in the into the seventh, and who broke it up? Corey Seeger. And, you know, Marte had a 20 game hit streak, but he, I would still take, you know, I still would rather not pitch to Corey Seager. Like Corbin Carroll could be that guy eventually. It's just going to take some time. But at the end of the day, Texas had both the pitchers and, you know, the dudes at the plate, whether it was Seager and Garcia in game one, and then it became Simeon and Seager as the series went on, that, that ultimately were the difference. And, that's what the best teams have. They have those dudes. So here's a breakdown of the series. It all started last Friday in Arlington. The uh, Arizona Diamondbacks looked like they were going to get a win in game one. And then Corey Seager hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth to tie it up at 5-5. And then in the 11th inning, Adelise Garcia came up with a walk-off home run 
to win the game six to five for the Rangers. Really exciting game one. And then game two on Saturday, the Diamondbacks come out firing on all cylinders and they won that one nine to one to get a split on the road in Texas and send it back home to Arizona with the series tied at one game apiece. Game three on Monday, the Rangers come out with a three to one win. And then game four, the Diamondbacks went with a bullpen game, which they've been criticized a lot for this, for this strategy in the World Series. But the reality is they just didn't have the guys to have a, a quality starting pitcher on the mound in this game, even though it is game four of the World Series, an extremely important game. They had to go with the bullpen game. The Rangers ended up winning that one 11 to seven. And then game five this past Wednesday, uh, like you said, Zach Gallen took a no hitter into the seventh inning. So a really Really good performance by Zach Gallen. Uh, really good performance by the Arizona defense. It was just the offense that couldn't get things going. Really for either team, it was 0-0 late into the game. And then it was in the seventh inning that the Rangers finally got to Gallen and started scoring runs. And then they ended up winning the game 5 to nothing to clinch the series victory, their first in franchise history. They've been around since 1961. Uh, as you mentioned, started out as the Washington Senators before moving to Texas and becoming the Texas Rangers. And they finally get their first World Series championship over the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, a uh, you know, five game series is not too exciting. I think last week when we talked with Billy Parvatam, I think I said a six game series is what we were going to see. Obviously hoping for seven, always hoping for seven games because that's the most exciting. Uh, five games is not too exciting. But I thought it was a pretty entertaining series, especially the way it started with game one and the walk-off home run by Garcia to kick things off. And then the Diamondbacks winning game two, sending it to Arizona tied up. I thought it was, you know, it had its entertaining moments. And Wednesday night was really good with the the pitcher's duel and the no-hitter by Gallon until the Rangers' bats finally started going in the seventh inning. Yeah, I, I think ultimately it, it was, like I said, I, I, in each game it was close to start and the Texas would just pull away late. So I, I just think it's kind of, uh, you know, a perfect summer. Like, I think the, you know, the wins and the sales kind of kind of happened when you have, you know, game one goes the way it did and then they win game two and then game three happens and Texas splits them in game three. It, it felt, I, I don't want to say inevitable at the point because it's only a 2-1 series, but it definitely felt like, all right, we clearly know who the best team is in this series and it's Texas and they should get this done in, in the next couple of games. As you mentioned, Arizona was kind of the Cinderella team this year. They were, they were both wild cards, but you pointed out that Texas was just one game away from winning their division. So they very easily could have won the division and swap places with the Astros. And they could have been the team that had a bye week into the, which the way they the played, ALDS. they don't want, they, you know, they, maybe they, you know, stumbled at the right. end because they're really good on the road 11 and 0 on the road in the postseason i mean that's incredible right definitely um but arizona they were a wild card team a cinderella team no one really expected them to get this far i think 84 wins in the regular season uh but a lot of people were kind of saying the same thing about the rangers because the rangers just two years ago they lost over 100 games and they've not been a very good team in recent years and then this year they were leading the division for much of the year had one of the best records in baseball made the playoffs and everyone is kind of surprised you know looking around how did they do this what's going on they spent a lot of money 
to get to this point in signing Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and Jacob deGrom, even though he got injured early in the year and hasn't played. Nathan Evaldi, who and, yeah, bring in Nathan guarantee his next year's contract. I mean, they're bringing everyone back next year. They traded for Scherzer. They traded for Jordan Montgomery yep. this year. I mean, they have they have spent the money and they've made the trades to get to this point. It's not some they're not a Cinderella story. They they are a team that is turned around very quickly, but it's not a team of a bunch of, you know, a bunch of players that nobody knows that all of a sudden put it together. The, like these are really talented players that have all come to Texas to win. And now they've done that. I mean, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon have been two of the best players at their positions for you know, I don't, I don't know, past half decade or more. But it was the right players. You get a Corey Seager who's a World Series MVP and is as clutch as we've ever seen in the postseason. I mean, they're comparing his numbers to Reggie Jackson, which, which is really good. And then you get a Marcus Simeon who's so consistent, such a great leader. I, mean, I know he won the Players' Choice Award for leadership. I forget the exact name off the top of my head for that. Um, you get Degrom, you get Scherzer, who are both elite pitchers. They didn't, you know, they didn't have the health, obviously. Um, but you take it's not just the um like they spend to spend, they spent on the right moves, and you got the right manager in Bruce Bochy. Like giving Corey Seeger a 10-year contract and Simeon a seven-year contract. Let's say the Rangers don't win another World Series, and I think they'll be able to be very competitive for the next you know, ever so often, those contracts are worth it. You won your, you won the title. Like you could say that contract's more worth it. And I'm, and again, I'm not saying Corey Seager's better than Mike Trout, but it might be more worth it, quote unquote, than what Tra- the Angels are paying for Trout because the Rangers have won. They did the thing that right. you want to do. Yeah. So this is why the 10 year contract is a thing that can work. Like I think it's worked in Philadelphia. Like it took them from a, non-playoff team you inject Bryce Harper in their perennial you know World Series team the last couple of years so right so it's just uh, it's the it's not just they they spent but they spent on the right players they got two of the clutches players you could like you could argue over the last five years the clutches pitcher and the clutches position player in baseball in terms of the World Series you know what Nathan Avaldi did for the Red Sox in 2019 and then what Seager did for the the Dodgers in 2020, they got them both. And it, you know, who who do you go to in your clinching game? You start Nathan Avaldi. He goes five and zero in the postseason. And who wins your MVP is Corey Seager for you know being Corey Seager who hit that you know gigantic tying home run in the first game was the one that break up the no hitter to start and was the ultimately the winning run in the final game. Even though it was five nothing, he scored the first one. So you you get not just, you know, you're not just spending to spend, which we've seen teams do. You're you're spending on the right things. Yeah, absolutely. Corey Seager, uh, World Series MVP. I don't remember who picked, what was it you that picked him to win it or was it Billy? I picked a Voldy, which uh, uh, I mean I still don't regret. Had a he had a good case too. I picked Adelise Garcia, who after the game one walk-off home run looked, looked like really a good, good. Pick, I think it was I think he, it was Billy. So we'll give him yeah, credit. Garcia ended up coming off the roster with an injury uh after game three. But Corey Seeger wins his World Series MVP. Billy picked it correctly. Second World Series MVP, and he's the fourth player to win multiple World Series MVPs. Only the second position player 
to win multiple World Series MVPs, along with a guy that you just mentioned, Reggie Jackson. Uh, they're also the only two players to win multiple awards, each with a different team. So uh, really historic postseason and World Series by Corey Seager, uh, getting himself in some good company there. Nathan Nivaldi, as you mentioned, 5-0 in the uh, in the postseason for the Rangers. And I think he I think I saw a set stat that he was one of only four pitchers to ever win five games in a postseason. So a really uh historic postseason all around by the Texas Rangers, by Ivaldi and Seeger. Um and they also going into the game last night, they put a stat up saying that Ivaldi was three and oh in clinching games in his postseason career. So he's definitely the guy you wanted on the mound last night if you were the Rangers and it obviously worked out for them he got it done uh pitched a gem and the offense came through when they needed it yeah he got out of like he showed why he's so good it's because he's unfazed in any moment like there were so many jams he was in like the Diamondbacks really you know that first half of that game should have should have at least had two to three runs but he got out of every single jam so flawlessly and uh you have to give him credit for doing that yeah he grind like when the pitcher on the other side is throwing a no hitter and you grind your way through jam after jam after jam after jam, um, with that offense, like that that is that is a phenomenal performance. So here's the company that those two players have themselves in now. Corey Seager, the fourth player to win multiple World Series MVP awards, joining Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson, and Reggie Jackson. Hold and then Nathan Ivaldi, the fourth player to win five games in a single postseason, joining Randy Johnson, Francisco Rodriguez, and Steven Strasburg. All of those teams also won the World Series in that postseason. He's also the first pitcher ever to have his team win all six games that he started in a postseason, and he pitched in four elimination games for the Rangers this postseason. I mean, just a really good playoff performance by Nathan Nivaldi this year, and that that's why you go out there and you make those kinds of moves in the offseason because you have to get guys like that that can perform in this moment and elevate your team into a World Series championship winning program. And that's, I mean, that's what that's what Uvalde did. That's what Corey Seager did. That's what Marcus Simeon did. They all came up huge for Texas and it's it's paid off for them. And they are on top of the baseball world at the end of the 2023 season. A really historic season, really good season for Texas and uh I, I it's been fun looking back at um at tweets from last offseason I think it was John Boy Media this morning posted a tweet from when Jacob deGrom signed with the Rangers and he said that his goal or a big factor in his decision to sign with the Rangers was the the team's goal of winning World Series and all the replies were saying like he went to the wrong team or the Mets have a better shot of winning the world series than the Rangers or, you know, something like that. And the replies to those tweets this morning were hilarious. Yeah. That's kind of the scary part about this team. Um, LOL to the Mets, you had Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. And they've won a world series title before you. Congrats, Steve Cohen. Your dream came true. <laughs> um, I, I, it's going to be interesting this team next year because they're presumably better. You would right? think, yeah. Like you, Jonah Himes got a you know is a rookie. They have, um, like they have a young they have young players that showed up big. 
They should have DeGrom back. They should have Scherzer fully healthy. They'll have a Valdi. They'll have, a, you know, Gar- Adonis Garcia. Like, you could argue this could be a better baseball team. Yeah. They probably will not be afraid to add someone. You know? I think that it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. And they might have worse of a record, but they could be a better team. It's always... You know, it's always interesting when a team wins a World Series like this and you look at the the makeup of the team and start thinking about their future and, you know, what they can do with this. This is a lot like the Braves team that won it all without Ronald Jr. Jr. Like, yeah, yeah, you you would say coming into the season, their best player was Jacob DeGrom and they lost him early in the year like the Braves lost to Cuna and they kept grinding. Um, Obviously, the Braves had the late surgeons, unlike Texas, who kind of had a really good start and a bad end of the year, but both kind of snuck in and, you know, did a lot of damage in the post- playoffs. If you look at the, uh, you know, the past or some of the past World Series champions over the, the last decade, like the the Royals in mm-hmm. 2015, and they had a lot of really good players on that team. Some of them were a little older, but they were a team that I think people thought would, you know, get back to that point, and they never did. That's um, true. Then it's you so got hard to go back to back. The Cubs in 2016, who had an extremely young team, really, really talented players all around, and they were good for a couple years after that. They were consistently in the playoffs. I think made it back to the NLCS, but couldn't get back to the World Series and never won again. You have the Braves, who an extremely young core. Uh, they're all going to be around for a while, but they haven't gotten back to the uh, haven't even gotten back to the NLCS yet since they won the World Series in 2021. So it's ex- it's extremely hard to make it back to the World Series and to keep up that success and to keep a team together. Now, as you mentioned, the Rangers do have a very young team. They have guys that they've also signed for long-term contracts. So they have a team that should be together for the foreseeable future. So I think they are a team that, you know, maybe maybe they won't win a second one within this window, but they should be competing for World Series titles regularly over the next five years. Yeah, we'll see. It's so hard to win another one. I just mean, like, they're adding a lot, you know, a lot of great pieces back to this team next year, so it'll be interesting. I, I Let's put it this way. If we had to make our picks for next year, I'm not picking them. Yeah, I, didn't I don't think them. I would pick them either. But... And then you uh, look on the other side, and you got the Diamondbacks, who, I mean, they're... I think they're definitely going to be back in playoff contention for the foreseeable future as well with Corbin Carroll only being a rookie this year. And yeah. I mean that they've got a, a good pitching staff um, with Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly. Obviously they need more than just those two guys, but they had some guys step up in the playoffs like uh, Brandon fat, who was really good in the playoffs for them. Uh, they had really good relievers. So I think that they are, can be a team that competes for playoff contention in the coming years, but I don't know that they're going to get back to this point. I think they're extremely motivated, and especially losing in the World Series has got to be a, a big motivation to get back there. So I think that they're a team to watch out for, and obviously, you know, I think they're the uh, the NL West is going to be continue to be, I should say, one of the best divisions in baseball. You got the Dodgers, obviously the perennial favorites in that division, but now you have the Padres, the Diamondbacks, and probably the Giants that are going to be 
teams to watch also. The Rockies are just kind of hanging out there. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think it's definitely going to be something you, you see. I like a lot of teams in the in the NL West. So I think that's going it, it, to be a it, it's going to be a very interesting. I mean, you're not going to rank them probably probably the third best team in the division right now. Like, like if I pre-rank it, depending on what the Padres do this offseason. Um, but they're, they're at least, you can make an argument for two. Like, they're not one. It's still yeah. the Dodgers. Yeah. But you can make an argument that two. I think so. Uh, last couple of thoughts on the Rangers winning the World Series. Uh, really happy for Bruce Bochy getting another title think that you know a year ago he was just retired living his life in nashville and it's not like he even was on a recliner last year (laughs) it's not like he even needed to add anything to his legacy i mean he'd already won three world series championships like you don't need to really add anything to that legacy he just wanted to be back around baseball he just wanted to be managing baseball again and it just worked out that the team he ended up with was a really good team this year and made it this far. So um, obviously it it does help his legacy. And he's definitely in the conversation as one of the best managers of all time. But it's cool to see him come back and win a championship in his first year out of retirement. Yeah, his former player drags him out of retirement. Uh, Obviously he managed, uh, what, Israel, I believe? Uh, I I thought they said it was France. France, that was it. France in the World Baseball Classic qualifiers, and that got him, you know, the itch going. And you know, Bochi is one of the best managers ever. Uh, it was clear, and it showed it with this Texas team. And then you got Will Smith, relief pitcher for the Rangers, first player ever to win three World Series championships in a row with three different teams. How about that? Braves in 2021, he was with the Astros in 2022, and he won it with the Rangers this year. I don't know that he actually pitched in the World Series for the Astros last year, or if he was technically on the World Series roster, but he was on the team at some point during last year. So uh, I think he he is actually the first player in any of the big four sports in the United States to play in a game for the championship-winning teams three years in a row, three different teams. That's just, uh, you know, and I think he is a, uh, I'm not sure what yeah, his contract I status say, is. I know but... Dion went back to back, but it was with two different teams. I know a couple people have done that. Not sure what his uh, contract status is for next year, but if he ends up going somewhere else, yeah, he signed That's a one-year why deal. That's win the World Series. One-year deal with the Rangers for this season. So if he ends up somewhere else next year, their team to watch yes sir uh last week when we were talking with billy i think we did pick our way too early teams to watch out for next year and i'm pretty sure i said the mariners because i'm always high on the mariners i picked I the cardinals because that was the cardinals layup. there you go yeah that's a layup um that was actually i think we just picked like our our most improved or teams to watch but if you had to right now Looking ahead to next season, just make a, a prediction for who's going to come out on top. Who would you go with? I am going to change from what I am. I'm going to make a bold take. Okay. The Philadelphia Phillies, after acquiring Mike Trout, 
win the World Series next year. Phillies acquire Mike Trout. And win the World Series. Okay. I could, you know, I could see that happening. And if they get Mike Trout, obviously, that would be a huge boost to them. And they're already a very good team. So uh, I think they have some free agents coming up this offseason, though. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I think Aaron Nola is a free agent. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with the Braves. You know they've got to they've got to get back there. <laughs> right, you couldn't see that coming, right? Oh my gosh, you picked the Braves. I am so shocked. I think that they've got to get back there. They've got to they've got to get it done. You know, get out of the first round at least and make it back to the World Series. They actually lead in the official odds. They are the favorites to win the World Series in 2024, followed by the Dodgers, the Rangers, and the Astros are tied. The Phillies and then the uh, the Diamondbacks are 25 to one to win next year's World Series. So the Rangers have a pretty good shot. Diamondbacks are a little bit of a long shot, according to Vegas. According to Vegas, so do with that information what you will. And now we head into the off season. We got yes, awards coming won. up. Award season. The Silver Slugger finalists were announced today, and we'll have the uh, Cy Young and MVP, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year awards coming up. We'll keep you guys updated with all of that. Hot stove season should start before too long. The winter meetings. Hopefully, it's an exciting off season this year. You know, last year I feel like we had some some big signings at the beginning, and then everything else kind of trickled on throughout which I like. I don't like when we have to wait until spring training for the big free agent news to finally drop. So hopefully it's an exciting and constant flow of free agent moves and trades and acquisitions throughout the offseason. Joey Otani, here we go. That's the big one. I mean, two the two biggest names are both Japanese stars. Otani, and obviously uh, we'll see what happens with um, Blake and the other guy's name right now. Uh, I know who you're talking about, though. I'm pulling up the athletic article. Cody Bellinger's a a, a good name. Cody Bellinger, Tommy yeah, underrated. Bellinger is number two, actually. Aaron Nola is three. Uh, here it is. Yoshiobo Yamamoto, right, right-handed yep. pitcher. Uh, so maybe the best pitching prospect in Japan. Well, he is the best pitching prospect in Japan. So, Sonny Grace, five. You got Montgomery. Uh, Blake Snell, who might win the Cy Young this year. So, it'll be interesting. Definitely will. All right. That will do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, connect with us at Matkins News at VT at Foul Ball Area. Like and subscribe. Not a YouTube show. Make sure you leave that five-star review. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.